Shalom, and I hope all is well. My name is Yitzchak Schiffman. Thanks for tuning into this podcast, and I hope you enjoy the Torah classes in it. Now, on to the episode. Today's daf from Maseches Bavakama is daf Chafei, 25. We're beginning about seven lines from the top, five to seven lines from the top of the page, Chafei Amad Aleph. We're going to have two sections in today's learning. Now we begin following the Mishnah that we had yesterday, the Machlokas Tanoim, Rabbi Tarfon and Rabbi and the Rabbanan, regarding Karen Rishus Hanizak. So we had a Machlokas in the Mishnah yesterday. We had the position of the Rabbanan who say that although there's a Kal Bachomer that should prove from Karen Rishus Arabim to Karen Rishus Hanizak the Chiyuv of payment, nonetheless we say Dayolav Aminadin Lioskinidon which is that we limit the responsibility of payment to be like the drawn source, meaning, Hatzinezek, like Rishus HaRabim. Rabbi said, we don't apply that principle of Dayo, and therefore, if there's a Chumrah of Shein and Regel, if Karen is more Chumrah than Shein and Regel, so therefore, Rishus HaNizek, where Shein and Regel, Yerchayev, it should be at least Nezek Shalim for Karen, Karen Tam, and Rishus HaNizek as well, Nizak as well. So the Gemara begins and says, there's a b'risa that seems to show that the idea of Kal and Dayo, the application of that principle, are both Minat Torah. And this is deduced from the story where Miriam spoke negatively against Moshe Rabbeinu. And the Psukim say, as the b'risa explains, that if she would have spit in front of her father, so then she'd be excommunicated for seven days. So for the Shechina, where she disregarded Moshe's honor, Seemingly as an affront to Hashem as well, it should be at least fourteen. But and we limited it to seven. So says the Gemara to Rabbi Lachar, you see this concept of Dayo is Midaraisa. How can you say So the Gemara explains Rabbi Tarfon essentially agrees with the principle of Dayo. However, its application is what he debates. Rabbi Tarfon says we utilize the principle of Dayo when it doesn't make the Kalvachomer useless. So in the scenario of Miriam. It doesn't explicitly state that it would be natural seven days she should be disregarded from the Shekhinah. So therefore you can utilize the Kalvachomer, <clears throat> still limited by the principle of Dayo, so as to say she's excommunicated for seven days. But regarding the Mishnah, we know in general that the payment for Karen Tam is Chatzinezek. So if you're going to limit it using Dayo, then there's no Kalvachomer in the first place. Therefore says Rabbi Tarfon, under that circumstance, we can't apply the principle of Dayo, and we're going to say there's Nezek Shalim payment in regards to Karen Tam B'Shus HaNizak. The Rabbanan disagree, and they say that it actually does state seven days in the Psukim, and therefore, you deduce from this, as the Brisa implies, we even apply Dayo when it negates the power of the Kalvachomer altogether, and thus, in regards to our Mishnah, even though utilizing Dayo will negate the effects of the Kalvachomer, so as to say that you pay Chatzin Nezek and Bershusa Nezek just like in general. Nonetheless, we do apply Dayo and negate the Kalvachomer in this case as well. <clears throat> now, the Gemara moves on to the second section and shows two apparent Tanaic sources who seem to disregard Dayo altogether, even in a scenario where it doesn't negate the Kalvachomer. The first one, we bring a Brisa that seems to show that we can utilize a Kalvachomer to dictate that the carry of a Zav, which means the regular Shechvah Zerah, the regular semen of a Zav, should convey Tumah through Maga as well as Masa. 
And we don't say dayo to limit it through contamination only through maga and not through masa. The Gemara explains the reason we don't say dayo there is because saying dayo there, like Rabbi Tarfan said, would negate the Kalvachomer entirely. Why would it negate it? Because maga alone would not be a chiddush, as that would be already automatically understood. So therefore, if you'd say dayo, you'd negate the power of the Kalvachomer, and as Rabbi Tarfon said, then you do not apply the principle of dayo, but you extend it to masa as well, which is why the keri of azov conveys tuma through maga as well as masa. Turning to Chafheim with Beis, the Gemara says, this would not be like the Tana of Rabbi Yezer, who holds that keri of azov only conveys tuma through maga and not through masa. And it also is not like the position of Rabbi Yeshua, who holds that although it does convey Tuma through Masa as well, that's only because we look at it as Ziva mixed into the Keri. Nonetheless, it is like a third Tana, who we found in Maseches Kalim, who holds that there is a concept of the Keri of Azav conveying Tuma through Maga as well as Masa, just, just regular Sheikh Vazara of a Keri, of, of Azav, excuse me, and therefore we found the Tana who would be like that Brysa. Moving on to the second question, the Gemara shows that there's a Brysa that seems to imply that there's a Kalvachomer um, that deduces, that teaches us that when it comes to the Mapits, a, a reed mat, in regards to Tumas Mace, that it's able to convey Tuma, uh, for, contract Tuma of seven days nature, which is the more Chomer type Tuma. So the Gemara says, the utilization of this Kalvachomer, if it's really deduced from, as the Gemara initially assumes, is from Klicheris, earthenware vessels of Azov, how can you learn all the way that the Tuma is for seven days, you should say Dayo, and say it's only Tumas Erev, like that of Ziva. So the Gemara says, must be, we don't say Dayo, and this seems to refute the principle we said above, is that the concept of Dayo doesn't seem to be being applied here as well. However, the Gemara refutes this and says, really the way to understand that drush is two steps. The first step is a Kalvachomer from these Klicheres regarding Tumas Zav, from there, two Tumas Sheretz of Mapitz, a reed mat. Just as there's Tumas for these small Klicheres of Zav, also by these Klicheres, uh, sorry, Tumas Sheretz of Mapitz. And using that deduction, now we can apply from Sheretz to Tumas Maze through Gezer Shava of the Psukim comparing similar words that the Tumas exists just as it exists by Sheretz that there's Tumas Mapitz, also there's a Tumas Mapitz for Tomas Mace. And this we're able to say is a Tumah of seven days without applying the principle of Dayo because that's a Gezer Shava, not a Kalvachomer. And the Gemara just clarifies for us, you have to say, according to one Shita, it's considered Mufna Mitzad Echad, that one of the two extra words, one of the two words are extra on one side of Sheretz or Tomas Mace, or according to the Shita that requires both in order to create this Gezer Shava, it's actually Mufna on both sides, as well as you'd have to say, According to the Shita, who says that when you generally learn utilizing Gezer Shava from one place to another, you entirely apply the principle that you're deducing from to the principle you're deducing to. So in this context, you'll have to say there's a special drasha that says the Toma will be seven days, even though the Gezer Shava is deduced from Sheretz, which is not a seven-day Toma, in order to conclude, as we said, that the Toma for Mapitz, when it comes to Tomas Mace, will be for seven days. But the bottom line is we've shown that we don't apply the principle of Dayo here. It's not even a Kalvachomer, that's a Gezer Shava, and therefore in Achinami it would be you do apply Dayo in general, but in this case where it's a Gezer Shava, then there's no Kasha, why we don't apply Dayo. We're stopping towards the bottom of Chafeim with Beis, Ez Hashem. We'll pick up tomorrow with Chavav. In the meantime, everybody have a wonderful day.